Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion, unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> The Three O Written by Luke Condor Narrated by Josh Curran William, baby, cubic, stepped inside the booth. It was clean, sure, almost sterile, but he'd be lying if he didn't admit to the stink of the remnants. Faint, and potentially in his mind and mind alone, But how could he be sure? He was only human, after all. And the screams of the last person to step inside this booth as their flesh was scorched from their bones were something of nightmares. In fact, it was a sound and smell that would haunt him until the day he died. Speaking of which... You are the final contestants! A voice called. It was a big, ludicrous game-show voice. It boomed through the unseen speakers which circled the house. And the face, an androgynous little thing with long brown hair glued into ringlets above the head, dressed in that perfect three-piece suit from the old days. He, or she, didn't have a name. They were a gamer. And that was all the bees, as in worker bees, were allowed to know. Now please don't swear, because you are live on town screens all over the country. You wouldn't want to embarrass yourself in front of your town brethren, would you? Somewhere outside, a crowd cheered. 
On top of that, if you do swear, we will cut your closest living family member's head from their shoulders. And you can damn well guess what next week's lunchtime challenge will be, can't you? The din of the unseen crowd continued to howl and woot. It echoed through the walls, stomping, hollering, a cacophonous chanting that was difficult to pass out, make sense. To William, it sounded almost like nonsense, like static or white noise. Just to recap, the gamer continued, this is how we play the Turing Test. The gamer's face was displayed on the glass that now separated him and the others from the Big Brother house, named in honour of some cultural relic from the old days. The face smiled. Perfect teeth, whiter than mother's milk. How the gamers made themselves look so perfect, William would never know. After all, looking at his own face and the reflections of the empty screens only made him sad and unhappy. His enlarged brow and blackened teeth They were a different breed, those up top. The gamers and those who lived in the cities. There was a place for the town folk like him and his town brethren. And that was in the factories, the mines, the mills. He was a worker bee and nothing else. We started with 12 contestants, 11 human and one artificial being. But that was why William was playing, wasn't it? A chance to win big, make it to the city himself, maybe even find himself on the other side of one of these screens one of these days, to outgrow his worker bee roots. Now, this robot, this android is programmed to do one thing and one thing only. It's programmed to fool us, the viewers, into thinking that it is human. A robot. The way the gamer said it made it sound like it was nothing more than a utensil. Something they used to cook their meals, boil their water. But this was a 3-0. Designed by Moon Labs over in the oil countries. The first of its kind to be entered into the Turing test. This thing was as close to human as they'd ever gotten. A toaster at end. At the end of each week, we gather up our remaining contestants and we vote with our uplinks on who we believe is the pear amongst the apples, the hare amongst the rabbits, the robot amongst the humans. As such, the highest voted contestant will be... Tested. Tested. The gamer grinned sadistically, and William looked down at the grill beneath his feet. The one that filled the room with flames and reduced human flesh to ash in seconds. If we, the viewers, have guessed wrong, and it is actually one of our human contestants, then they will be evicted, shall we say. And if it is the robot, then the test will be over. The robot will be found out, and our lucky human contestants will be invited up to live in the city, where they can live amongst us in the clouds and away from their dirty little hives. It was a strange game, sure. Not once had a robot made it all the way to the final. Artificial intelligence had never tricked the thousands, no, millions, billions of viewers at home to believe it was human. So there had been winners. Of course. Several bees had been lifted up and into the cities to start new lives of luxury. 
a life that any bee would kill for. It was a large gamble, sure. The risks were high, and debts were paid in flesh. William looked to his right through the glass panels at the people he'd spent the past eight weeks living with. They were standing in their own booths. The same mix of fear and relief running through them. Fear that it was them to be chosen by the viewers, to be evicted. Focusing on every minute action they'd taken in the previous weeks. Did the way they responded to that person seem a little canned? Was the way they completed the wheelbarrow race challenge a little mechanical looking? Did the viewers see them in their sleep, dreaming? Did that make them sound more authentically human or not? All details that would be under scrutiny by the media and the viewers. And relief? Sure. And why the hell not? Relief because at least it was finally out of their hands. All roads led to this booth, and now they were standing in it. The rest was a history of indecision and confusion, of worry about the future, hope, anxiety. All of that had been stripped away from them. Concerns? The booths would burn away their concerns, right before they burned away their skin, muscle, sinew, bones, marrow, and if there was a soul in there, sure enough, these things got hot enough, they'd probably have a go at that too. Send their undying spirits into the pearly gates with third-degree burns. And now we are in our final week. More cheering. More white noise. We are down to our final three. We have contestant number one, William Kubik from the B-Town in the Middlelands. And contestant number two, Frankie Alvarez from the coastal mines of the south. And finally, we have Margaret Kozlovics from the grey borders of our ancient quarantine city of London. Long lost to the Fitzpatrick disease. William looked over to Frankie and forced a smile. The man looked scared. Very scared. And then finally to Margaret. She looked calm. Unbelievably so. She noticed him looking and waved. A fucking wave. A how-do-you-do wave. The kind a bee gave another bee on the morning walk to the factory. You're glitching, Margaret, William thought. Your wires are showing. So now, as it's the final night of the games and the furthest we've ever gotten in the Turing test, and the votes are in, we will first be eliminating the viewer's most suspected contestant. If any are left, then we will move on to the nail-biting final round of the Turing test. Here we go. Death or money? Was there any other way to end your life, Billy? Thoughts of his father came to him. The man who'd complain about his 90-hour weeks in the mines and would do nothing about it. Not Billy, though. No, sirree. He wasn't dying of exhaustion, lost and alone, crying himself to death in the dark with a face full of coal. The viewers are ready. Contestants, are you ready? Not ready, they replied. A burn that bot chance. The screaming was the worst part of it all. William slammed his fingers into his ears to drown it out. But it did little against that shriek.
heat was unbelievable, as if they'd bottled up the sun itself. It was a physical presence that pushed him to the furthest side of his booth. He turned to see Frankie, his closest friend in the house, his body already black as coal, falling to the floor. A charcoal silhouette amongst the flames. The screaming didn't last long, even though it felt like a lifetime in that moment. By the time the flames stopped, there was little more than a mound on the floor. Then the grill beneath shunted, and the ashes of Frankie tumbled down below. Just dust to be cleared. Just dust to be cleared. Human! Frankie was a human! The gamer was ecstatic, and the audience slash white noise were losing their minds. This is unprecedented! Never in the many years that we've been doing this have we ever reached the final two! If anything, this goes to show us just how far Moon Lab's development has come in the field of artificial intelligence. William felt pity. Sadness at the loss of Frankie. But at least he still had his skin. And at least he was one step closer to his boon. And on top of that, he felt vindication. He knew it was Margaret all along. And yet, How could the viewers not have seen that? She was a machine in every way. He'd known it ever since day one when she refused to wash the pots on account of her phobia of germs. A stupid little designer's quirk. So obviously planted. But it wasn't up to him, was it? It was up to the viewers and no one else. The crowd quietened. The gamer leered on the screens. So, it has come down to it. One of you in there is human, and the other is not. Fascinating. The gamer looked off camera, as if listening to an unheard voice, and William took the moment to look over to Margaret. She was crying, such fake robotic tears falling down her cheeks. She pressed her hand to the glass, brandishing her palm, expecting William to do the same. A show of solidarity. And we have our final burn ready. Are the contestants ready? William ignored Margaret's waiting hand and looked to the camera. He nodded. Yes. William is ready. And how about you, Margaret? She nodded reluctantly. Test away! The gamer called. Gas the booths and burn that bot. It was an odd feeling to William. He was so sure of himself that he turned to watch as Margaret burned. He was so damn sure that he watched and waited for the flames to take away and peel back those synthetic layers and reveal that cybernetic organism living within. The true face of progress. The 3-0. What he didn't expect was the rush of flames to take his breath away. He didn't expect the heat to rip his skin away like bad wallpaper. 
he didn't expect to think of his mother. Her dying on her bed from black lung, crying about how her son was getting ready to ship off to some gamer show. No, she said, it will only end in pain. She was right though. He also did not expect to scream like he did. Not a man's scream, but a child's. Here he was, dying, burning. And he couldn't even do it without looking like some wimp in front of the whole nation. But what could he do? After all, he was only human. The flames stopped, halted even, cut short. He remained still, confused, feeling a paralyzing hot ache smothering his body. He looked to Margaret, who stared back and smiled. Smiled? What was her malfunction? That damn bot, even in his death, she was happy. So there we go, the gamer said. William Cubic was the 3-0. Incredible, really? How far we have come. Just incredible. He dropped to his knees with a metal clang and caught sight of his own reflection in the glass of the booth. His head tilted unnaturally. His eyes glowed a brilliant green. And yet, he was so unsure as to what was happening. He's the 3-0? How could it be him? What about his town brethren? His father? Mother? Suddenly, Margaret's booth started to shake and the grill beneath her began to lift up to some unseen light. She disappeared to the world above to start new, new life in the clouds. No! No! William shouted. Not her! She was being taken to the city. She was taking his fucking prize. No! He screamed as he slammed his fist into the glass so hard his hand turned a full right angle sideways and sparked. He screamed at it as he rammed his metal face into it over and over. The glass began to web with fractures, but it didn't break. Still, he tried until he felt bits of his face crack and tumble away. Another failure! The gamer called to rapturous applause. We were so close to finally passing the Turing test, but we're not quite there yet. Maybe the 3-0 will finally be able to crack the code. But what progress, eh, loyal viewers? The crowd roared. They were ecstatic. The white noise was deafening now. It grated William's mind, scratching away at it like needles on skin. The gamer looked down through the screen at William, a giant leering down on a lab rat, a lab rat who lay broken against the metal grill, mounds of his burnt, synthetic flesh around his feet, trying to piece together how his memories, a lifetime of memories, could be untrue. They made it up, he thought. They made the whole thing up. Maybe next year, though the gamer said. Maybe next year, but such progress. Such progress.
hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. The Free Air was written by Luke Condor, narrated by Josh Curran, edited by Carl Hughes, with music by Boneless and Tom Robson. So, we have a new website. It's www.theotherstories.net. There you'll find all the information about all of our podcasts, including The Other Stories, The Story Studio, and Horror Hangout. You'll see lots of cool little pictures and bios of all our creators. And if you're a writer or a narrator, then you're going to want to head over there and click where it says Submissions. As always, a massive thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. You guys help keep the lights on and keep us smiling and producing new episodes. And if you're thinking about joining the party, head over to www.patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver and pledge from as little as one pound. Until next time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.